0: The younger generation of customers that really do have to deal with the consequence of climate change are now coming of age, have the spending power, and they really care about this. This is the time that the industry is really responding because we're at this moment where we do need to make that change.
1: Welcome to the Future of Consumer and Retail podcast by SAP. In this episode, we're exploring how leading companies are planning to live up to their climate goals, including top strategies for prioritizing initiatives, leveraging technology to mitigate risk, and working holistically both inside and outside their organizations. I'm Matt Gardner, here with retail experts Robin Wilson and Sonal Gandhi, all of us here to help executives find their most resilient path forward. So let's start with introductions. Sonal, as this is your first time on the podcast, can you share a bit about your background with the audience?
0: Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me here. I am the chief content officer at an organization called The Lead. We're a media company in the retail and fashion industry that organizes events and produces research. My background is in retail. I've been both an industry analyst as well as a practitioner at companies like Macy's, and I really enjoy following the latest greatest.
1: Thanks, Sono. Robin, how about you?
2: Matt, nice to be here again as the industry advisor for fashion for SAP for North America. Sustainability is very near and dear to my heart. At one point, I had my own women's clothing brand, I designed and produced everything out of New York City, had a few stores and an online business. And not only were things made in the US, but I also worked very hard to ensure that the fabrics that I used were sustainable. So t-shirts that were made out of Tencel and fabrications that were recycled and reused. So I'm very excited to be talking about sustainability in the fashion industry.
1: Yeah, thanks Robin. It really leads right into our first question today. I would imagine fashion being at the forefront of the initiatives in this direction and having their own reasons for it. But companies in general, it seems broadly in recent years, are really trying to take this on. And it's becoming important from both a consumer standpoint of consumers making decisions related to sustainability and companies, of course, responding in like kind to both that and regulations that we're seeing throughout the world. And so let's start with why companies are getting into this right now. What are some of those motivations for why this is important? And Sonal, what are your thoughts on this one?
0: Yeah, it's well known at this point that fashion is responsible for a large percentage of the carbon emissions. And there has been a steady drumbeat of folks that are raising awareness about this for the last five, 10 years. But I think the younger generation of customers that really do have to deal with the consequence of climate change are now coming of age, have the spending power, and they really care about this. This is the time that the industry is really responding because we're at this moment where we do need to make that change.
2: You know, Matt, I would add to that COVID has really brought to the forefront how important it is to understand where items are being made who's making them, and what kind of impact are these items as they're being made having on not only the planet, but the workers and those of us who buy the items. COVID, you know, unfortunately, it was not a great thing to go through that. But if someone's looking for a silver lining, it certainly has made consumers very much aware of things that are so important, like what's going on in other parts of the world where a lot of our clothing is being made. And we certainly don't want to fall into any kind of issues like we've had in the past where, you know, unfortunately people have fallen to some really big tragedies working in environments that were not safe. Of course, we know that pesticides are not good for our bodies. And so having organic cotton is very important. And of course, recycling does help with reducing waste. And I think that COVID really did shine a light onto all of this, which really is a good thing. And so now we're seeing consumers really rising up and really wanting items that are more sustainable and are being produced and made by those who are being treated fairly.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It brings to mind for me, the mindset that the brands need to bring to what they're doing and looking at where do they start? you know, How do they form their hypothesis around what is happening and who to involve in the decisions that have to be made and what's really important in today's market? I know sustainability has been around, of course, for a long time. There's been certain categories of it that have been par for the course, but it seems this consumer-facing element, to so where consumers are really looking more carefully at who they're aligning their purchase decisions with, is informing something that's getting more down into the details of sourcing, of supply chain. And so just curious to hear what's important today that may be a bit different than sustainability initiatives in the past.
2: There's a lot of C-level executives who, are really coming to the forefront and saying, we're making this pledge and we have real goals in mind. And it's about these big companies really making a shift. And they're certainly looking at warehouses and stores and taking a look at the carbon footprint and maybe using solar for electricity and things like that. But it goes much deeper than that. It's really aligning the KPIs with the entire organization, and that really starts from the top, and it's a big shift in mindset within the entire organization to produce an item right from the very beginning with the sustainability in mind. And then going out and trying to find partners to be able to help with that production and who's the right partner to really work with.
0: In the last five, six years, we've seen a lot of young brands that have come up with sustainable offerings. We're seeing a lot of infrastructure that is being built in order to help larger companies tap into becoming more sustainable. There are some things companies can do very quickly that resonate better with customers than some others. Some of them are more fundamental changes that take a while. So what companies really need to look at is what's going on in my supply chain in the way I bring products to the market. And then where can I start to make changes and which one of these items are going to get me the most return on dollar, both in terms of achieving sustainability, but also resonating with customers. So I think that's the equation they need to solve for.
2: So I think this is a challenge when it comes to reporting once they've chosen where organizations are going to start, it's a lot of data. It's a lot of data and a lot of different systems and finding solutions that will help bring all of this information together. And if sustainability is top of mind for that customer, They're going to do the due diligence and really get a good understanding of what that company is all about, how they're going about being sustainable and producing sustainable products. So the hope is instead of just doing one yearly report, maybe we have companies that start to do quarterly reports, just like when they go out and talk about their financial success, right? They can talk about where they are against that KPI for the year when it comes to sustainability once the technology is used to help with those processes.
0: Right. You don't know what your carbon footprint is unless you really look at your supply chain. And in order to do that, you need good systems and you need good technology to really have an understanding of your data and your process in order to improve upon.
1: Yeah, I really see what you guys are saying. I've heard some people describe the unification of data into what's reflective of a financial ledger It's a sustainability ledger and it allows organizations with the help of technology to get the visibility they need into all of these areas and especially cross-functionally. Rather than having a chief sustainability officer gather everything themselves, there are new solutions and strategies emerging that automate a lot of this for us. And some of the most exciting innovations I'm seeing in the marketplace with retailers is leveraging the leading edge of what's available to help with these kinds of things. So shifting to people, obviously, technology is great and all of these initiatives are important. How do people tie into this?
0: Yeah, so I think sustainability is linked not just with environmental responsibility, but also with social responsibility. You are responsible for how your suppliers and producers are being treated, how they're getting paid what kind of impact it's having on their communities. And you're also responsible for making sure that you are partnering with a diverse group of partners to provide equal opportunity. So all of these things are intrinsically related to each other and you can't achieve one without making sure that you are truly being community oriented when it comes to your supply chain and sourcing.
2: You know, Matt, I would add, I did a podcast with a group of recent graduates from a university in Wisconsin, and this was very much top of mind. This focus on inclusivity, diversity, the fact that they want the stores that they're shopping in to feel like you're part of the neighborhood, and the fact that they are doing the research, going all the way back to see who is supplying these goods
1: yeah, it highlights to me the similarity and, in many cases, the overlap of employees and consumers. We're all consumers and we all relate to brands in ways that inspire us to have loyalty based on what we're evaluating. And that, I would imagine, of course, transfers to the employees as well. They want to feel good about what they're doing. And so there's a holistic connection between all of these factors great employees make for great customer experiences, and that the experience really has to be addressed from multiple angles to ensure that that continuity from the corporate top-down initiative or strategy to the employees really feeling inspired to fulfill those needs with what's important to us as a culture, to consumers, of course, feeling good about what they're buying and how their purchasing is actually contributing by the decision for what they're not buying. You know, they're skipping over companies that are falling behind that might not be keeping up with this, and instead, going with ones that are really making it the forefront of their strategies today.
0: Right. I think it goes back full circle to what we started with the Gen Z. You know, you're not only attracting a Gen Z consumer, but you're also attracting a Gen Z employee, and they care about the type of work that they're doing and the type of companies they're working for. And in this era of the great resignation, it is very important for companies to put that out front being socially and environmentally responsible is how they run their business. And that's going to help them get the best talent and retain the, the talent that they have.
1: And I guess this makes me think a little bit about, okay, we have this new wave of what's driving the leading edge of business and employee, customer, and company relationships. I would imagine there would be new ways that we have to measure this because it has its own nuances, its own specifics, and just curious what you guys have experienced around how companies are measuring the results in this area.
2: So what I've experienced specifically in the fashion industry is the alignment with the global UN KPIs that have been out for quite some time. In fact, SAP does a wonderful job aligning with those. And so I think that's been the gold standard. And then, of course, it trickles down underneath each of those umbrellas and what they've decided to really hone in on. For example, H&M will take an old sweater and recycle it and produce new thread organizations like Coach taking returned Coach handbags and then they're repurposing them and there's these great one-of-a-kind bags that they're producing. We're really seeing brands do some very interesting and creative things to be sure that they're reducing waste and carbon footprint.
0: So just to add to what Robin said, I think that the ultimate goal is to lower customer acquisition costs, increase loyalty. And I think that some of these initiatives are easier to measure than others. So for instance, the initiatives that Robin mentioned about recycling, if you have a recycling center in your store, it helps bring customers back to your store. And I think that is one of the bigger motivations why H&M or some of these other brands are actually creating these. So you not only garner that customer's loyalty because they're coming back to this store, they like your brand now because you're helping them be more sustainable, but also they might stay by something else. Somebody else might come into your store that would have never walked into the store, a different target audience that you hadn't targeted before. And then even initiatives like resale, where you had a certain demographic you were targeting with the original product. With the resale product, you're now able to target a whole different demographic. So all these things are, in some of these initiatives, very measurable. Am I bringing more customers to the store? Are they actually spending once they come in? And those can be really easily quantified. So there are ways to measure it and all those KPIs are emerging as we speak.
1: Yeah, it's exciting to hear what leading companies are doing and really how they're getting traction in this area from all the facets we've discussed. And I know related to this, we've got an innovation summit happening in July. And Sona, I was wondering if you could say a bit more about the event and the session that'll be happening there.
0: Yeah, thank you. So the Innovation Summit is our flagship event. We're bringing it back in person. This will be in Brooklyn for two days, July 12th and 13th. We have a full agenda of over 30 sessions covering various topics that brands are thinking about as what's next and what's new. This particular session is really about once you've made that pledge to be more sustainable, how do you make good on it? So what does it take? Who's responsible? How do you incentivize different parts of the organization? What kind of goals that you set? How do you prioritize initiatives? So that's really the main purpose of having this conversation with three big brands that we have on the agenda and how they're translating those public climate goals into internal action items and measurable initiatives. Robin is going to be moderating this session.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited. I think it'll be very interesting to have two CPG companies and a fashion company on the same panel talking about their focus. Colgate-Palmolive, I'm interested to see what Anne has to say. I'm also very interested in Wendy's point of view because of the fact that Theory is such a beautiful brand. They've got a re-commerce business as well. And I think Jenna will probably have lots of great information since Earth-Friendly Products, that's really how they started. I think this will be a really interesting opportunity for folks who have their toe in sustainability but really want to glean some really good information from these executives and how it stays true to their brands as well
1: it's really powerful honestly to see that entirely new businesses can start with that as their core tenant like their main value proposition to customers i certainly hope to see more of that in the marketplace myself and so just for listeners, know that on July 13th at 11 a.m. Eastern at the Lead Innovation Summit, there is this session with these amazing speakers, as well as, of course, many other sessions available there to explore related ideas that are currently really hot topics in the market. And with that, I think this wraps up our episode for today. So thank you both, Sonal and Robin, so much for being on the podcast.
0: Thank you, Matt. Yeah, thank you for having me, Matt. And thank you for the shout out to the Lead Innovation Summit. We hope to see everyone there.
1: Excited for it. In this episode, we explored how leading companies are living up to their climate goals, including top strategies, emerging technologies, and keys to collaborating inside and outside their organizations. To take the conversation deeper, review the show notes for links to register for the Lead Innovation Summit, key resources, upcoming webinars, and more. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to sharing again with you in the future.